are listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast with Mark Alden Taylor. Welcome to the Freeform Rock Podcast, and today we have, as always, Mr. Leishman. Um, smack him up, boobity boobity bah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got a guest on here tonight, uh, Lee. Who is it? Well, it might not be Christmas as far as being in December, but it's Christmas as far as the cool Chris Daniel Day. Chris is our guest. How are you doing, hey, friend? I'm doing great, guys. I'm doing great. Well, glad to be here with you both, man. So glad. All That's right, thank, cool. Thank you for coming. Today we're going to do uh, Extreme from 1992, Three Sides to Every Story. But before we get into that... Let's let's uh conversate with Chris for a little bit. So, uh, Chris, you like one of our biggest fans, man. Why are you a fan of us? Because I think we uh, a lot of people hate us. <laughs> yeah, why are you? Why are you the smart one? <laughs> no, really, you're the smart one, man. I'm gonna give that my smart now. Oh, oh, you're even smarter because because you remember me more than I do. <laughs> uh, I, you know what, um. What I love about you guys is this. You're both real. You're just real. You, you, you're not trying to put on any kind of front in any way. And uh, you don't try to sell anybody anything. You're not trying to, you know, like, sell products to anybody. You know, running ads and shit. And not trying to sell a um, Patreon shit. I just get tired of that. But you guys are just so real. Right Seriously. You, you're both yourselves. I like that about you. Or I respect that about you both. And you know your shit. I mean, I've learned so much from just listening to you guys, music-wise, stuff that I did not know about that I have really grown to appreciate. So, I mean... Right on. You guys are probably one of my... Next to the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast, you guys are my favorite one, by far. Hey, that's a pretty good compliment. Thank you. I mean, seriously, you guys really are. I mean, you are just a kick-ass podcast. I respect you both greatly, and... I enjoy listening to you every day, and I look forward to every episode. If it wasn't for Rock and Metal Combat Podcast, I wouldn't have discovered you. I know that. You know, I know they're big and all that, but... Yeah. But um, just as far as... As long as it wasn't like you were digging up, um, you know, dirt in the garden to plant (laughs) stuff in the (laughs) the dirt, you didn't discover us like you discovered earthworms, so that's cool. No, no dead bodies or anything, man. It's just, you know, hey, you know, it's like, no, nope, you know, Ian and Ralph, they mentioned you, and I'm like, you know what, I gotta check, and, but I knew Lee because he was on the Rock and Metal Comeback podcast, so. Oh, yeah. You know, he had on there times. <laughs> yeah, you know, oh, God, man, he just cracked me up. The first time I ever heard him, I'm like, holy shit, who is this guy? I'm like, I've got to find out more about him. You know, yeah, so they banned totally him. enthralled. I'm like, I got to know more about this guy. They banned so, him. Yeah, he had, he had balls to be my partner because I fucked, <laughs> I fucked with that podcast, and then it was my fault. So I said sorry to them, and we're cool now. I love Ralph. Yeah. I love Ian, and those fuckers better get back together because I'm pissed. That's my favorite podcast. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'll put it, you like it, it, it sucks. It, I know it sucks it, for people that are a fan of the show, and and I'm a fan of the show, and I am. I love Ian. I love Ralph. And if you're both listening at all, I love you both. Whatever you guys yeah. decide to do from this point forward, I totally support you. I don't care what happened. It doesn't matter to me. I don't even know. Okay. And I, and I don't care. Because number one, it's not my business. I don't care. I just want them both to know 
I love you both, and I wish you nothing but success in whatever you do. I, I just think that I'm sad that it ended, but I know that you both will go on to do good things. So I'm excited in that sense. Well, so there's the I love of both all... Ian and Ralph. So you guys are both <laughs> awesome. And I was going to say, if it ever comes where me and Mark aren't doing anything, it's probably because on one week I'm, I'm, I'm passed out. <laughs> so it's like, you know, hey man, this episode's going to be postponed 10 minutes. Sorry. Or as, long you, as long as you guys don't break up, wait. man. As or long as you guys don't break up. Or I'm commenting on his picture saying his women look like robots from the Robert hey, Palmer videos. Hey, you know what? He has, <laughs> yep. you know, his women with tucked in shirts thing. I get it. I totally get it with Lee. Yeah. I totally get it. I totally understand. That's why I try to send him every Tuesday. I try to at least. We got Tucked In Tuesday going on, man. Right on. We got this thing going on, Tucked In Tuesday. I try to send him, yeah. you know, pictures. So I sent him yeah, yesterday. Fan with... of me, man. You're, I... you're like, um, I, I, um, I almost would have a poster of you on my wall just so that <laughs> when I wake up in the morning, I don't have to see myself. I think someone who's even cooler. I send him pics know? with women with tucked in shirts with big boobs. I go, dude, <laughs> your guys, your women are flat. Here's some big booby chicks. <laughs> I don't find that at all. I just know, I just know what Lee likes. Okay, I know what type of woman yeah. he likes. You know, but he likes yeah. a he likes a dignified, very sophisticated type of woman, or just one with style. He likes a woman yeah. with style. He likes yeah. a woman with style. And there's nothing wrong with that, man. That's totally cool. There's I, nothing I, wrong yeah, with it, but they, 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 sh they should look like women, not from the Addicted to Love video. <laughs> well, part of that is my right, engineering exactly. of the thing. Absolutely. Mark, Mark just hit the nail on the head there, man. Cool. Yeah, I mean, I, mean they're, they're, I, I, I do pick the poses, so part of that's my fault. Like I told Mark when he said they have no soul, I said, I told them to leave their souls at home. <laughs> it's You're not like, after the soul, dude. Though, man, it's all about the style. The yeah, style. man. And and I do it because I like to do the fashion. And right now on Instagram, there's a lot of cool people. All you have to do, um, I would say, on Instagram, no matter what you do, if you even do cooking or what you do, if you do a bunch of tags of what you're doing, um, people who are interested will like your picks and I've got <laughs> at least a hundred percent more um likes than I Instagram. Than, yeah. I try um, to like every one of your picks even if I don't like them just to just to support you. <laughs> well that's cool. That makes no. up for your comments. But when <laughs> I always there are people who won't even comment. So I guess at least the bad comments a good comment in that way. No. no, I support you. I support you in every way, Lee. I think what you do is great. I think that, you know, just because you yeah. have a different uh, opinion on things or if you yeah. have a different view on things, it's cool, man. I mean, everybody's yeah, got their I'm own likes and dislikes, the, man. I'm always trying to find underneath the cupboards and underneath the floorboards for anyone else with my opinion. I go, opinion, opinion. No, uh, come dude. back here. Come back here. Hey. You've changed mine just in the short time that I've known you. So it's like, you know, things that I wouldn't see before that I see is like, oh, I see what he's saying now. I'm like, okay, I see. Oh, right like, on. The whole tucked in shirt thing. I'm like, I just never got it. I didn't get it before, but I do get yeah. it now. Okay, so. I've been like that ever since I was about six. So, so. we're talking 
not quite 50 years, so it's not new. <laughs> when I was a kid and young adult, I used to tuck in my shirts all the time, but then my freaking stomach got too big. I said, this is uncomfortable. <laughs> I feel that way when I do uh, that. But too down on yourself, man. I do will, that. I'm just joking. But no, my wife likes pain. my shirts untucked, so that's fine. <laughs> oh, as long as you both feel good. Yeah. And as long as when you're eating dinner, you cook the food nice and you go yum yum and listen to your favorite music, that's all that matters. Yeah, man. I was listening to a new, uh, newer band called Dirty Honey today. It's pretty damn good, man. They're oh, unsigned, oh. but they're doing really well for an unsigned. I saw band. that post. I saw that post, man. Really good. I liked it. I really Dude, liked they it. got a they got a cover of uh, Last Child. I need to hear that. <laughs> from Aerosmith? Yeah, they did a cover of Aerosmith. Oh, last shit, time. man. Yeah. God, I didn't hear... I gotta hear that, man. They've I been love playing Aerosmith. in New York. Yeah, they've been opening up for uh, Slash and Alter Bridge. So. Oh, wow. Holy... They said they don't big, want a contract because the new contracts are like 360 where they take some of your, your merch, some of your concerts. They don't want to sign a contract where they have to give like some shit away. And they said a record company. Oh. I, I was listening to Eddie Trunk podcast. He said, "Yeah, the record company." He said, "Well, Bruno Mars has one." And then Eddie Trunk goes, "Well, he won't have one for long. As soon as that contract <laughs> ends, he's going to take everything back." Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. No shit. You're absolutely right, man. Yeah. I feel sorry for bands nowadays, man. It's like, how the hell do you make yeah. doing this? Because I mean, either you sell merch or else you just don't. Because nobody buys physical CDs anymore. Are they ever? Yeah. So. yeah. I buy physical CDs. I love it. I, I want to get their EP. I want to make them some money. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I still do. Dude, I buy vinyl like crazy, man. I so still buy I, vinyl. Man. I, I mean, was just listening to I buy used vinyl. I got. I just got cameras. Well, I mean, with, I, buy, so I buy it used, too. Yeah. Freaking Needle in the Groove on Facebook. Great oh, group of used vinyl. <laughs> this, this revolution with vinyl now. Holy crap, man. I have totally, like. I've been on a resurgence now. I'm like, I'm just buying everything left and right. Totally. Yeah, like, yeah all my vinyl got find. stolen in like 1999. I had over 300 vinyl records and I said, fuck it, I'll just buy CDs. But fuck, vinyls come back and I, I wanted my vinyl, so I saw these used vinyls and I go, fuck, I'm going to start yep. buying this shit again. Yep. I think I got That's a lot. I haven't doing. found them yet. I need to alphabetize them because it's yep. hard finding shit. <laughs> what's, your what's your most precious vinyl? What's the one vinyl you have that you just like, man, I just don't want to lose this one? Or, oh my rush! This is the one. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, my rush finals. <laughs> oh, I love you, dude. I love you, man. <laughs> All You're my rush. And, and freaking the. We are. We are definitely. We're both rush fans. I'm a huge yeah. rush fan. So. And my Night Ranger vinyls. I love those too. Cool, cool. What about you, Lee? What do What do you got that you was like? Man, I just don't want to let um, go of. I'd never want to let go of. Oh, a lot of it I lost already. <laughs> but I mean, um, there was one album that I had, um, Emmy Lou Harris, it was from like 1969, oh, and, and, and it was like High Flying Bird, and it was like on Jubilee, and the, wow. and, and it just got like, like the, the company got bankrupt, um, like right as that came out, so, um, you never would see that album, but I, I just thought I would search the record stores just in case, and I always kept looking for it. Finally, after about ten years, um, I find it, and what I find it in a dollar section Holy in cow. my store, and and I and I like I don't even remember. I just automatically I saw it said Emmylou Harris, 
I thought it was some budget thing, but I looked, oh my god, it's High Flying Bird, a white label promo. Oh, wow. And, and that was good. And I also liked, I had um, an album by General Joel, um, Pamela Pollan, which is kind of hard to find. And I had David Blue's album on Warner Brothers, and I had um, an album by Golden Earring from like 1966 on Capitol Records and stuff. Okay. But, um, you know, it's like um, now the only one I have is one that my friend gave me because uh, I like the liner notes, and I don't have a vinyl record player anymore. But um, I I still have a copy of Walter Carlos's Sonic Seasonings. Walter Carlos became Windy Carlos, and so um, if you were to find it on CD now, it would say Windy Carlos. But I can't even find it um, on CD. And then so um, you know, it's cool that I have it because um, it has his original name, Walter Carlos, and it has the liner notes, which you know talk about when he was in uh, a friend of his wrote it when he was like practicing stuff in yeah. college and all and it was it's it's really cool so that's the album right now that i have on vinyl is walter carlos sonic seasonings that's the only that's the only way i really listen to music anymore i was like i mean i do listen digitally but i just i love vinyl man there's something about vinyl i know that, yeah, that yeah. seems kind of you know i don't know Maybe I'm old school in that sense, but I don't give a shit. But yeah, I just I just love it. I love it. Vinyl I love vinyl. compressed, man. It's more airy. Right. There's no I like, I like, I yeah. like Jefferson Airplane a lot on vinyl. Oh, oh, oh. I have. Lee. You're, you're talking at my heart now, man. <laughs> I have. For, I think I have no, them at point zero in modern times. I love Mickey man. Thomas. Um, God. <laughs> yeah, Mickey <laughs> Thomas and like God. Grace Slick, come yeah. on. If you find Jefferson's Starships um, Blows Against the Empire, um, it's much better on vinyl than it is on album. There's, oh, there's some where if you listen to it at night, loud. Um, I used to do that with some friends and stuff, and we would drink and, and smoke some stuff and listen <laughs> to that, and it was really cool. Smoke some stuff, man. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. Hey, what's any that? stuff? Doberman. Any stuff is good stuff. <laughs> what we smoke at Doberman, man? My dog stole my stash, and I put it in the Doberman. Well, I, 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 I do want to say this before we go on, okay? Because, like I said, you, you asked me about how I, you know, discovered you. I'm like, I, I, I know it came from you know Rock and Metal Combat podcast, but I will say this: I listen to you both all the time. I know oh, sometimes you guys are really Mark you more than more so. You're really hard on yourselves. You guys are fucking killer, killer man. Yeah. Okay, you are a great podcast. Because I'm gonna say this right now. So for anybody that's listening, if if you want to criticize Mark and Lee in any way, shape, or form for what they're doing or judge, then do this. Do your own podcast, and then send me the link and I'll listen because if you think you can do better then fine then do it prove it because oh, right now <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you right now there are only two podcasts that I listen to on a regular basis that was rock and metal I know they're not 
together anymore, and for whatever reason, that's their business, not mine. But, and that's you guys. Both of you. Both of you. I mean, I listen to you every day. I love what you do. I think you do a, a terrific job. So don't sell yourself short, okay? You might not yeah. think that it matters, but it does. It really does. Well, I do think it matters, and I think it matters to Mark, too, because um, even though we might not always have the same opinions in music, I think we both pick albums that we feel you guys, we should do. Yeah. You guys pick albums. You know what I like about you is that you're not picking yeah. albums that... Okay, well, let's do the next, you know... Oh, let's do Kiss This. You know, like, anybody can do a fucking Kiss album. So what? <laughs> Who fucking cares, you know? Uh, I could... I, and, I'm, and I'm a Kiss fan, okay? You know, I'm not gonna sit there and I do like Kiss, but you know what? I don't care. There are a thousand podcasts that do Kiss. I want someone to yeah. do something that I have not heard. And that's what you guys yeah. do. You guys do that all the time. And you introduce me to stuff that's new, and I enjoy it. I like it. Some stuff I may not like, but I don't care. I still listen because yeah. I enjoy listening to you guys. I so. still have to listen to if I don't like it, damn it, because yeah, I have we to review it. Yeah, we, we, we already know how Lee feels about Bon Jovi, so <laughs> hey, we don't even yeah. have to go there. <laughs> hey, he loves these days, Oh, I man. misunderstood you. I thought you were saying pasta rice -roni. I love that. Bon Jovi, yuck. Bon Jovi, get that stuff yeah. out of my mouth. He loves All these those, days. He did admit to liking a few songs in that episode, so I can't... Oh, <laughs> boy. Everybody. All right, let's be real right now. You hey, it's it's like, I got shit talks. on my shoe, and the shit can't come off now. <laughs> hey, <man. laughs> you guys are awesome. I just think you do an awesome job. Whatever, what you're doing is working. So just keep doing what you're doing. You got your style. You got your thing. Just keep fucking doing yeah. it. Don't don't worry about yeah. anybody else. Who fucking cares, man? If they don't like it, yeah. they don't listen to it or whatever. Then do it yourself. Do it your way. Then don't listen. Yeah. Yeah, man. We just we just like roll. We don't sit here and, and, you and script everything. You I write yeah. notes and, I, and shit, so I don't sound stupid. I'm perfectly fine <laughs> if all we do is have you stay and praise us, and we don't even review the album. That's what we mean. <laughs> well, well, don't invite you on yep. again. It will be welcome. It will be probably get a lot of praise from with, me, man. With, yep. with, with the cool Chris Daniel praise guy <laughs> added, you know, kind of like that. <laughs> You'll get a lot of praise from me, man, because I do enjoy listening to you guys. I do. I'm not going to yeah. sit here and lie and say, like, you know what, people may not, I don't, I don't know. I just do. I go to work yeah. every day. I got a lot of shit going on in my own life, you know. But it's nice to sit there and listen to two guys talk about albums, talk about music, sit there yeah. and laugh and cut up and just enjoy it. And, you yeah. know, it's just nice. It takes away from the stress. I honestly think now that we are the best. I think that the reason <laughs> I, why it, we're the right best now, is because, because... Right now, because you guys are, without a shadow we, of a doubt. So, we, you are we, the um, We, we, uh, <laughs> um are somewhat oblivious as to what happens outside of our planet. But we try to make it as close to what... Uh, we try, you know, and but we do it anyway, regardless. You do it, and you're doing it yourselves. And I respect yep. that, man. Because a lot of people yep. wouldn't, so... I know I couldn't do it, so... I can't sit there and say, I can't criticize you in any way. I can't fucking do it. So. Well, you're doing good so far on this one. So, hey, you uh, know. I um, so. Like I said, I'm a, I'm a tad bit nervous. I haven't done this before, so. 
first time. The only reason why I'm not nervous is because I'm kind of stupid and I um, <laughs> step on people's toes without realizing it. But <laughs> no, but not I, you. I mean, if I woke up, I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> You're so, never so stupid. I Man, I'm, I feel like Ian Wally. I got to take a lot of pisses. But freaking Lee's like sober tonight. What's going on, man? Why aren't you um, Hey, I can act sober or drunk no matter what. So, hey, come on now. Stop it already. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. So is that going to be a problem? No, so, I'm fine. Uh, I'm not because I've been drinking. I've been waiting, so I've been drinking. I ain't going to lie. I've been drinking. Yeah, I've been drinking some Evan Williams because I was too uh, cheap to buy the good shit. <laughs> I'm only I'm not drinking from. right now because I'm trying to save my money for when I see a group next week. Oh, yeah. who are you going to see? Stonefield. <sighs> God, man. That band yeah, is really good. Yes. I saw them before, in a, like a few months ago, and, and they're playing again, and, <laughs> you know, so um, I'm... I'm gonna go. They're in. A, they're gonna be in a place called Baby's All Right. You were in New York, is that correct, Lee? Um, yes. Okay. God, man, you get to see so many. That's what I want. That's what I would love to be able to have the opportunity to do. Is what Lee does. Is like you get to see all these bands. They're not. Yeah. No, they're not mainstream bands at all. But God, I I, I love seeing bands that. Yeah. That they're not the mainstream shit, but. They're so good. I got yeah, a club down so the street good. for me called the Canyon, man. And they, they're not. I wish they'd go play there. You know, they're playing all the way in L.A. I don't want to go there. <laughs> Too much shit <laughs> in the streets. <laughs> where do you live out in California? I live in Rancho Cucamonga, like uh, 30 miles outside of L.A. But L.A. is a shit show right now. I don't want to go there. <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't, dude, I don't blame you. I, dude, I don't even want to live in California, so I, I can't. Fly. I wish I didn't live here. <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs> man, that'd be crazy shit. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't want to get political, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's get it, let's get into this album, man. This is uh, extreme. Three sides to every story, and this was uh, May. Three sides of the story, whatever I'm trying to say here. Uh, this was a concept album. Three sides to every story. Yeah, I was right. This is a third yeah. album by Boston funk yeah. metal band Extreme. You know, it says they're glam metal on this genre. No. They ain't fucking no. glam metal. They are not. They ain't fucking, fucking poison, metal, dude. And I like poison. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But they ain't okay. glam metal. It's, I'm with you on that one, bro. They are not fucking glam no. metal. <laughs> it's says Gary Sharon, Nuno, Bittencourt, Pat Badger, and Gar Paul Gary. Gary left after him was replaced by Mike Mangini, who's now in Dream Theater. Uh, they got oh, a killer yeah. drummer right now. I, I can't forget, remember his name, but fucking Sa Saudis de Rock kicked ass, man. I, and uh, I heard there, uh, Gary said he's done with his vocals for the new album, and it should be coming out soon. So, really? Yeah, Gary says uh, they're ready. Yeah, they're they're oh, making shit. a new album. Fifteen Can't years later. Can't wait. Can't yeah. wait. <laughs> Last album was two thousand eight, and I'm like, fuck, man, fucking no, no, had to go uh, tour with Rihanna. What the fuck, man? You don't uh, need her. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man, and and this album is fucking way different than Porno Graffiti. Porno Graffiti was all about fucking sex, drugs, and rock and roll, and this album went political, religious, yes. and freaking all, all all over the freaking thing to peace, absolutely. Love and this shit. This is definitely a political album. I don't know what, I don't know what happened between pornography and this album, but something definitely happened. That that uh, wow, man, things changed dramatically because they have a statement to make, and they were trying to make it in this album. 
that's just my opinion. Yeah, it just totally went like it's probably why it didn't sell as much because they didn't have the more than word single yeah. in there. Well, you know? it's not because it wasn't as good, Mark. It's not because it wasn't as good. Actually, uh, let me just say this right now before we get started into the album. This album to me is better than Pornography. Oh, I agree. It's I totally a better agree. album than Pornography. Okay, it might not have sold as much, but this is a far better album than Pornography. <laughs> It's a total. There's like three. There's like three sides of this. It's like yours, mine, and the truth. Uh -huh. It's really cool, man. And um, we'll get into that later. But let's let's start with this album. Lee, did you hear this album before I gave it to you? Yeah, I I even had it, and nice. um, I I I don't know whether or not I had wanted to tell you or I did tell you but I, I had thought about possibly doing this album as uh, on a review and so I thought how did Mark pick an album that I would have picked? Because I love Extreme? Lee, you would have picked this album, Lee? Not, not necessarily because I think it's their best. In fact, I do like Pono Graffiti better but it's more obscure because it wasn't sold as much and I do think that it's um, it's not predictable. That's what I'll say. Yeah, it's a concept uh, album. <laughs> I, I like a freaking glam metal band would do a fucking concept album. Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This band has exactly. brains. This isn't fucking Poison with freaking uh, want to have a good time. You know I like Poison, but <laughs> fuck. This ain't Poison. <laughs> yeah. Personally, my favorite from Extreme is I like Waiting for the Punchline. Oh, that's a great that. album. God is dead. Mm. God dang, man! Like, that album is so good. I like how it it goes to like at the last song and like ends, and then you gotta wait like a minute, and then yeah. the, the title yeah. song comes in, waiting for the punchline. Fuck yeah, man. that's a fucking killer track too. Yeah. That's like the best oh, yeah. song in the album. Fucking I love, love that album. Great album. But uh -huh. That's for another time. But this yeah. is saying I'm just saying that that's my personal favorite. Waiting I, for the punchline. I also love Saudis to Rock with Star. Uh, Both of them, dude. King of the Ladies. I'll just say this, for anybody right now listening, if you don't know Extreme, or if you think Extreme is a hair metal band, you are so far wrong right now, you can, you, you have no clue. Fucking, uh, 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 they are not in the, they are not a hair metal band, they're just not. Their uh, last two albums they've done have been fucking phenomenal. Phenomenal, man. Even freaking, uh, Gary Sharon with Hurt Smile. Fucking great two hours with them. He even did a band before that called Tribe of Judah. Yep, Exit Elvis. Great album. Yeah, Exit Elvis. And it was different, okay? There was a lot of, like, um, electronic and maybe some industrial shit in there. I don't know how you want to categorize it, but it was weird. It was different, but I love that, man. That album is so good. It's like, yeah. if, if you think Gary Sharon is... Some people think Gary Sharon is extreme. Some people think Gary Sharon is uh, Van Sharon. And I say Van Sharon because I'm going to say this right now so that we can get this out of the clear. There is only one Van Halen to me. It's David Lee Roth. It, there's Van Halen, Van Hagar, and Van Sharon. I so. agree with you. And I, I, but the, <laughs> okay. thing, the thing is... I'm not Gary, saying any of them are bad. I'm Gary, not saying any of them are bad. Gary would sing both eras of the band. <laughs> uh, I Gary, think that I would have wanted to see what he did, because even though the classic stuff was with David Lee Roth, I thought technically, um, and I'm probably the only one who thinks this, that he really, Gary Sharon, 
was technically their best singer. No, so that's no, me. I agree with. I honestly, I was just getting ready to say that Lee Gary was the yeah. best singer that Van Halen ever had. I agree he with the best that. Music, because but he was the, the most singer. dynamic they ever had. He yeah. can do anything. Gary Sharon is a fucking phenomenal singer. Yeah, I, I would I, say he was their best singer who did their worst music, which is weird. <laughs> but, yeah, but, it but wasn't the thing, a good. <laughs> the thing is, no. if you go I back mean, and listen to Van Halen three, it grows on you. It's actually a good album with Fire in the Hole, Without You, uh, Dirty Water. Dog. Yeah, there's I great songs. And the only like bad song it, on there is the one that Eddie tries to sing lead on. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I will get I will give Mark this. I I think he probably has a point. I probably would have to go back to it just because but it's so hard for me because okay, I'm a hardcore Van Halen fan too. To me, Van Halen is David Lee Roth. That's just all there is yeah. to it. There are just some bands you just cannot replace the singer. You just can't. Yeah. I do not take anything away from Sammy Hagar and what he accomplished with Van Halen, but that was a completely different band. It did not sound like Van Halen. It was nothing like Van Halen. It was a completely different band. It yeah. just was. I agree I feel with you. That okay, it just was. I, I know that it was successful. I understand why. It just was a completely different band. That's all there is to it. Okay. Like I, like, I like all three eras of the band. I think they're all different. I think they did. I think they Gary, are. And, I, and when I yep. first got the Van Halen 3 album, I hated it. I hated oh. it with a passion. I put it away, didn't listen to it for like 10 years, and then freaking yep. I heard Without You again. For some some reason, I was on YouTube, and Without You came on. I go, you know what? I want to get this album a try again. Yep. And then plus I saw them do uh, Fire in a Hole in the Lethal Weapon 4 movie. And I go, fuck it, that song is awesome. Nope. I need to listen to this shit again. Nope. And then I freaking started listening to it. And freaking, I love that album now. Nope. I 100% agree with you the fact that those are great songs. I do. But it's not Van Halen. Okay? I agree with that. That's the, that's the thing. It's like, okay, when ACDC, when Brian Johnson came in, okay, it still sounded like ACDC. Okay, it, yes, he had, his voice was a bit different, a little bit more gruff in sense, a little bit more, but it still sounded like ACDC. But with Van Halen, once Van Hagar came in, and then you had Sharon, it just didn't sound like Van Halen. Now, the songs I thought were good, but to call it this, it's like, holy crap, I don't know, man. <laughs> I feel that way David Lee Roth to Gary Sharon. I don't know if you can call this Van Halen. <laughs> it's like great I feel wife. that way about Aerosmith and how even though they still have the same members, it's like after they got back together and did Done with Mirrors, yep. it just yep. seemed like like it was a new band, and yep. I just didn't get anything. No, nope. that I used to be a completist. But, but then after that point, I just did not buy any Aerosmith albums. I liked Aerosmith up to uh, Just Press Play. And then the, the last album they released, we did a review on it. Half of it was okay. <laughs> you know, oh, okay. It's like music from another dimension was just all over the place. It wasn't yeah. precise. And I wish I they would just... And freaking um, Brad Whitford uh, 
said, let's yeah. get back in the studio and just like we used to do and just write songs together and just do the raw stuff. And they all voted him out and said, no, we want outside writers. Yeah, quit. The problem with that was Steven Tyler keeps wanting keeps wanting to try to get the um, the number one single shit with the I don't want to miss a thing crap. I, man, I'm so tired of that. That's not Aerosmith. I'm then sorry. Then he went country yeah. and that even sucked. Yeah, uh, it's like I don't I don't know what's going on, but dude, that's not Aerosmith. I don't care who you are. It's not Aerosmith. It's just not. It's not. So yeah. Oh, I love Pump and uh, Get a Grip, man. <laughs> I love uh, Eat the I Rich. do. <laughs> I, there there are songs on Pump and Get a Grip I fucking love, dude. I'm not gonna deny that at all, but. It just, they just got away from even what nine, they were. Even Nine Lives has some great songs on there. Yeah. Just Press Play was a kind of... Eh, it had a lot of good songs, but most of it sucked. But yeah. then a Music from Another Dimension was just a shit show. Uh, it was. <laughs> it was bad. It's like, okay, this is not how I wanted them to... Like, it was not the last I, hope, yeah. <laughs> I do hope that please, 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 something... <laughs> After this, okay, <laughs> please make up for this atrocity that you did. <laughs> yep. Well, they should listen to Brad and get in the studio and just work with them, with themselves again, you know, and just come up with classic sound. That's what Brad wanted to do, and they outvoted well, him. Well, Brad has another band, doesn't he not? Brad Whifford, he just has the the Whifford St. Holmes. He did another yeah. album with oh, them. Oh, God, but that band is so good. That's the one that I'm talking about. I'm like, God, that band's so good. Way better yeah. than the Joe Perry Project. <laughs> uh, well, well, you know, I do have Joe Perry Project on vinyl, so I can't say much because I do have it. So Yeah, but Let the Music Do the Talking was way better on Done With Mirrors. <laughs> yes. I never can agree, agree with you on that. It was better on that album. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. oh! I'm sorry. I thought you said that. Let the let the music do the talking was a better album than Done with Mirrors, and that yeah. was what I was agreeing with. <laughs> have you have you heard the, have you heard the Joe Perry version, Lee? I I I had one of his albums, and there were a couple of songs that I really really liked. Okay, well, uh, trust me, the one on Done with Mirrors is far better. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I would and it, it's not because of the music; it's all because of the vocalist. <laughs> yes, oh, um, exactly. <laughs> it's I not because of the music; be it's all because of the vocalist. It has everything to yeah. do with Steven Tyler because he just made that song what it should have been to begin with. Yeah, like, that's <laughs> what it was missing. That tells me right there, Joe Perry needed Steven Tyler. Yeah. Yeah, they all needed Brad Whitford. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Well, he's underrated. Oh, he's hell underrated. yeah. He's, he's like, like Last Child, man. Come on. Yeah, he's yeah. underrated. It's, it's like I agree with the Combat Rock, well, the Rock and Metal Combat podcast, even Ralph says it's hard to say. Uh, check out the Vieira Vault with Ralph Vieira, too. That's a really good podcast. Yes, uh, I love it. Love it. Yeah, and uh, Ian Wadley said he's going to be doing something. I hope it's with Ralph. <laughs> I hope this is. I don't know, good, man. Ralph Those, Colby I don't think. I think that's gone. But you know, yeah. we d we just all have to deal with that. You know. But hey, I still have Lee and Mark. So yep. Thank you. I'm good. Thank you very much. I'm all good. All right. Well, let's get into this album. We digress on this, and let's get into the yeah, first sorry. track. Oh no, man. We love we love this man, Nate Nate Atchison, uh, Bushy told us we should talk more before the podcast and that's what we've been doing for years now <laughs> because i would just get into the album and that'd be it and we wouldn't have any like uh you know 
talking. Is uh, people like to talk? People like to hear. All right, talk. man. You start. You start. Go ahead. All right. I'll let's get it. into Warheads. Uh, Lee, what did you think of this track? It's a good song to open the album. Pretty rocking. I think it's a little bit predictable, but other than that, I have no problem with it. What did you think about it, Chris? I love the song. I think that it has great guitar work by Nuno. Okay, I think that. I love the way that it starts off in the beginning with the sergeant, you know, yes, giving the, like drill, drill type so thing, whatever that you know, <laughs> drill sergeants do. You know, I mean, it just, it just, it was a nice way to start off the song. It was, it was a cool way to start off the song. And Nuno is such an underrated guitar player. This guy oh, is fucking phenomenal, man. Fucking phenomenal. I mean, his solos, his even his interludes are incredible. I think that he needs to be appreciated a little bit more. I love this song. I just love this song. I think it's a great way to start. It's a great way to start off an album. It really is. This is a good start to a great album. Yes, it is. And people give them flack because of more than words. But if you listen to that album, it's a fucking hard rock masterpiece. Fuck. They wouldn't even play that song for years because of that. And then finally they said, we need to get the fans what they want. And they started playing it again. That song just killed they, it just They felt that song killed them for a while. But this song starts off with the dad training his son to be a warhead. He's like, recruit, stand at attention. And he goes, yes, daddy. Yes, daddy. You know, he's training his son yeah, to like yeah. war, you know. Then it comes with an air raid siren and the drums just kick ass and the background vocals are amazing. Gary has a voice like no other in rock. You know, it, like you said, it's so underrated as a guitarist. Love the time signatures change with Nuno's guitaring. And this song just kicks ass. And, spoiler alert, this is a fucking great album. <laughs> it is a great album. I totally agree with the great album. It's not a perfect album. I'm, there are a couple songs I do not like. Spoiler alert on that. I, there are a couple I do not like. But, this was Extreme's in my opinion, um, going through all their albums, this was their pinnacle, in my opinion. They're Sergeant oh, Peppers. <laughs> this was, yeah, this was this was their pinnacle as far as albums went. This is what they hit. This like this is when they really got it right. Yeah, it's like hmm. they said we made two million copies on that last album. Let's fucking go different direction and yes, flip everybody <laughs> exactly. out. You, Let's do a fucking just, concept you, album. Damn, you literally just took the words out of my mouth. I'm yeah. like, like, did they totally? Like, they took what Pornography did right as far as sales, okay? I'm not talking about anything else other than it obviously sold really well, but they didn't take it in that same direction with this. Three sides went completely in the opposite direction. It just did not, it didn't follow that same formula. It went in a completely different direction. So it's like, wow, they knew this worked, but they still went this other way. It's like, what? talk about balls, man. I'm like, you talk about balls, man? I'm like, wow, you're really just going a different direction here. So, yeah, And they know. went even more in a different direction on the next album, Waiting I for know. the Punchline. So if you have not heard any extreme albums after this, listen to Waiting for the Punchline, because if you think this album's different, wait, Waiting for the Punchline will totally shock the shit out of you, man. All I hear about people is that, oh, I can't stand Gary's stage presence. He's, like, all over the place. I, and I, go, I love me. Gary. He fucking moves to the music, Dude. man. He's got his own style. I love it. 
Ah, I love Gary. Gary has a stage pre This is why I think the only reason why, um, let's just say Van Halen, even though I say it's Van Sharon, Gary Sharon, when he was in Van Halen, that guy had a stage presence that was far better than Sammy Hagar's. Far better. He knew how to command a stage. He knew what to do. But the problem was this. It's just not David Lee Roth. And people are fixated on that. So he's automatically just discredited because of that. And number two, because, well, he was an extreme. Who the fuck cares? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, man. That, fuck it. It's, I, he I, doesn't get he doesn't get credit for that, and that's I, unfair. And Gary that also, album. No, no, go ahead. Go Gary ahead. also said that they worked those songs out from Van Halen three live that they were better. They they needed more time to record that album that it was rushed, and when it, once they started singing doing those live, the songs got better. And they have a <laughs> concert I think they filmed for Chicago, and they never released it. I would love to see that shit. You know. Yeah. But you know what? I, I honestly, I blame that all on Eddie because let's be honest, Eddie controls everything when it comes to that. Okay, he controls what goes on, who's the who the singer is. He is the one that's in control. Of that he controls the songs in that sense. It's not people want to get pissed off at um, Van Halen three because of Gary Sharon, but <laughs> keep in mind, people, this is not Gary Sharon's fault. Okay. Gary Sharon came into this. Eddie already had all those songs written. Those were Eddie's songs. Not Gary's, okay? He just sang what he wrote. Yeah. He wanted he to pick something completely different. Like, eh, I don't know, dude. This is not, just not, not quite what I'm... I don't know, dude. This, this doesn't fit, you know? <laughs> I still like the, ball me, the Ballad of the Bullets, a good song, too, man. There's <laughs> great I, songs on there. I think they just there need to be worked out a little bit album. better. I think there are great songs on that album. I really do. And that's and the reason why I think that is because of Gary Sharon. Because yeah. I think Gary Sharon is a very dynamic singer, and he just gets, he gets shit on because he was in Extreme, and Extreme gets categorized in that hair metal genre but the problem is this they are not really a hair metal band no they're very <laughs> okay. creative their first two albums maybe i'll give you that okay because of more than words and the whole ballad shit yes i'll give you that because it fell into that kind of i don't know but the fell into that the, the, the uh the whole hold my heart dude that was like to wholehearted yeah. it was like acoustic yeah. it wasn't yeah a power ballad you know it was it was that but that's what sold back then okay yeah. that's what that's what all the chicks were buying okay all the all the women were like oh that that's what they were buying so obviously they were catering to that but yeah. it wasn't them it just got, wasn't them. You also had songs like Little Jack Horny, man, and <laughs> fucking, that's not freaking uh, more than words, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's he the fight line. He man, woman, hater, man. Yeah, I mean, come on. He man, woman, hater's awesome, too. <laughs> come on, man. Dude, Dude yeah, yeah, I think awesome. was a Porn great album. Yeah. Shit. I'm still jealous because you still you have this album on fucking vinyl, dude. And I'm still fucking jealous. You got the first one on vinyl. I don't have that one. I got this one in porno graffiti. Jesus I, Christ, man! <laughs> the crap was like, oh my god, he's got that on vinyl. Are you kidding me right now? Really? Yeah, 
I love that. I was listening to it the, like I put it up on the uh, vinyl of the night. I love that shit. And then uh, let's get into the next track, which is Rest in Peace, which Lee picked as one of his tracks. So here's Rest in Peace by Extreme on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
That was Rest in Peace, Lee. Why did you pick that track? This is a really cool, funky, and hard-locking song. I really like it a lot. What did you think about it, Chris? I like the song. I really like this song. I think that um, it showcases the best of Nuno and Gary together. This is one thing about Extreme that I've really liked over the years, at least, is they're very dynamic. Um, they do things... They will change from song to song. <laughs> oh, yeah. Very, very quickly, okay? So it's like, you might hear one thing, and then the next song could be completely different. And for people that don't know this album, there's a reason why it's three sides to every story. Okay. And I'm just going to give you my quick assessment of that. The first side of the story, which is yours, most of the songs in there are pretty up-tempo and pretty rocking. The second side, which is mine, most of the songs on that side are a little more down-tempo, a little softer, a little slower. And then there's the truth, which is a little bit more mixed. So, it's yeah. it's really cool how they did... I, I love how they did this album. I really I do. I think it's I, interesting how they had, like, it's also their third album, so it's, like... Right. Three, three, three. three yeah. sides third album type of thing. Really cool. I just think that they knew what they were doing, but at the same time, with the with the success of Pornography, they weren't trying to replicate that in any way with this album. They did not in any way try to replicate that in this in any way. They didn't. They just yeah. didn't. No. I don't think they did. It actually okay. makes me worry to okay. hear the, the, the one after it, because because if I like, oh, definitely with waiting for the punchline. There ain't no doubt in my oh, mind. They did not. <laughs> I think you would really enjoy that album. You should check it out. It, it's really, yeah. It, is it, it heavier? If you think this album, it's a little good, heavier. Yeah. Yeah. You okay. need to listen to Waiting for the Punchline because is 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 uh this is, Waiting for the Punchline is completely different than this album. I mean, like, is it going to be the punchline? Is ha 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 ha? You thought? Oh no! No 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 no. What I think with this is, this was extreme. Their first album was this. They were first, they were trying to get discovered, obviously, you know, like most bands in 1989, you know. They're trying to make a name for themselves, and they're following the trend in, in, in a bit, in a way, which is still a good album, and I love that mm -hmm. album. Oh, that's a great oh, album. Yeah. For my graffiti, they hit success with, a certain thing with with the with the ballad thing, which obviously everybody knows at that point in time, all the girls love the ballads. So let's make a ballad. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's cater to the girls because God knows, you know, that's what's important. Because <laughs> they're gonna follow you in ten years, not so. <laughs> hey, sorry, girls. That's just a fact. Okay, you're just not. <laughs> I guarantee you, a lot of girls right now probably don't know who fucking extreme is or. Oh, really? They're still around? <laughs> yep. Yeah. That type of thing. But that's what I'm saying. It's like, but they went with the third album. It's like, okay, well, we're going to change it a little bit and go in a different direction. And they did. And I think they did it well. They did it uh -huh. even more with Waiting for the Punchline. And then even with Sade's They Rock, they did the same thing. They just... Extreme is one of those bands that if you want to classify them as a hair metal band, you can't. Because they evolved in a way that just, it doesn't, you're not talking about poison, 
for Bon Jovi. Yeah. Okay. Bon Jovi. Mark. Bon Jovi. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I love Bon Jovi. I even like the new song. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. They evolved. Yeah. Okay, because they were not following the trend. They wanted to branch yeah. out. And I respect Extreme for that. I really do. Because they did. They tried. They tried to evolve out. It's like, we don't want to be classified just as this. Yeah, this may, this might be what got us popular, but we are more than this. And then this band is huh. far more talented than any Poison or Bon Jovi, man. Far more talented. <laughs> I agree with that. They're, they're very, they're a very talented band. This band is like great musicians. Yes. Uh, Paul Geary left, but he's like a manager of, uh, yeah, Joe he manages now. the band. Yeah. 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 He manages. So I think he just got tired of touring all constant touring and yeah. shit. He's like, man, this is too much for me, man, dude. I can't handle this he's shit. He's a great so. drummer, man. Very under- Yeah. He's, like, he's, he's a good drummer. Uh-huh. He's like a Joey Kramer, man. He keeps the, yep. he keeps the funk going, man. Yep. And, uh, but well, Mike Mangini, is that his name? Mike Mangini? Yeah. Mike Mangini went on, uh, yeah. Uh, Dude, he's a, he's a phenomenal drummer. I mean, oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, come on. You can't knock him. Like, if he's drumming in fucking Dream Theater, give me a break, man. Oh, this dude, guy's got to be he good. He over from Mike Portnoy really well. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. If, he's dream, if he's drumming in Dream Theater, yeah, I don't know how you even knock the guy. Oh, no. There, uh, nobody knocks him, man. He's a really good drummer. And also, let me get into my review of this song. <laughs> like, Sorry to get off track. It's okay, man. That's cool. Keeping the war theme going here starts out with some killer strings that goes into a ripping riff by Nuno. Love the line. Someone said, get piece of chance by sitting on a fence. A great one-two punch to start this album. Cool. Freaking, it's like, it's, this was the first single off the album. They didn't go for the, like, yeah, it was. For the, like you would have seen them maybe later in the album. They, they started out with Tragic Comic, with, which is another single. No, they went for a hard rocking fucking in your face song. Yep. It's like, fuck the critics. Let's fucking just show them who we are. Fuck that more than words shit. We're going to fucking yeah, they rock. Didn't, they didn't, exactly. That's why I'm saying they did not go for what sold before they did not go for more than word shit they was like hey we're gonna release this so like it or not when i saw this video i went out and bought the album both of them i didn't have porno graffiti i went out and bought it at tower records on sunset strip got this yeah. album and porno graffiti on the same day and i still have them <laughs> on cd i, I still that. want this on vinyl records i still yeah. want this on vinyl it's the only one i don't i don't have i don't have this one on vinyl i've got extreme one and extreme two i don't have this one and this is my favorite, and you yeah. fucker have it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got the first I got one. the first three Motley Crue albums on the same day, you know. So, oh, so I, I okay. felt really well, good. I, I love. I okay, listened to I one, and then I listened to the other, and the other. One. Yeah. So I, I love Too Fast. Motley Crue of Too Fast for Love is my probably my favorite album by Motley Crue, well, other than the '94 album. Yeah, I was gonna say '94 is my favorite. '94. <laughs> John Karabi, I don't care what anyone says, that album is fucking kick-ass. Yeah. You heard him with the Dead Daisies? I was so pissed oh, off. Dead he, Daisies are so nice. Even with Union, he was so good with Union. And The Scream? Oh, yes, God, The Scream, man. before he even got into Motley Crue. Yeah, like, dude. And John Karabi has a great voice. I'm pissed off that Glenn Hughes took over for him. I wish he would have stayed with uh, Dead Daisies, but yeah. Glenn Hughes sounds pretty good, too. I like him, but... Well, yeah. How, how are you gonna not Glenn Hughes? Come on, Deep Purple. You know, 
We reviewed I mean, his last solo album. It's Black really Sabbath. Good. Even with Black Sabbath, I love Seven Star. Glenn Hughes, I, I know it's not Black Sabbath, but I do love Glenn Hughes. So, Seven Star, I love the album. Yes, it's not Black Sabbath. I don't care. I, I still, still need to hear the Hughes Thrall album that Lee keeps telling me about. <laughs> I have never yeah. not heard that. Yeah. And and Cook and Mama with Pat Thrall. That's good. Really? Yeah. Um, Mark has a different opinion on it, which is fine. But if he listens to the whole song, he'll hear some really kick-ass guitar stuff. I love Glenn Hughes, man. I think that guy's voice is... And this guy is what? He's probably what in his seventies. Seventies? I, I think he's 60, 68 or something. Okay. But he's well, close. he's in his late sixties, early seventies. I don't know where, but that guy can still fucking sing, man. Still to this day, it's like, yeah, oh my world, how do you do that at that age? <clears throat> I have no idea. Uh, Freaking Paul Stanley can't. But uh, let's let's. Oh uh, wow! <laughs> well, let's not piss off the Kiss fans because God knows we don't want that. Well, it's like the rock, rock and combat metal. Oh my God, Kiss! Uh, okay, we got some Kiss news. <laughs> well, kiss. let's move on now. Uh, yeah, then we get track three, which is "Political Calamity." What do you think about this song, Chris? Um, I like this song. I really do like this song. This obviously, after hearing the first three songs, you can obviously tell that at this point um they're definitely this is a concept album okay without a doubt I, it might be loosely a concept album if you want to look at it that way but this is a concept album. they are politically setting something okay there there's all kinds of politics going on here they're talking about war they're talking about um you know famine and shit i mean they're just they have a statement to make on this album, for whatever reason, I don't know what that is, okay, but they were trying to make it in this album, because the first three songs, literally, all have some, some sort of political meaning behind them. They all do. I mean, they're just going on with it. It's like, we have something to say, and we're going to say it. So, and I, I love this song. I, I totally love this song. I think it's totally killer. Um... I mean, that's really all I have to say about it. I mean, you can't go wrong with it. What did you think of the song, Lee? I dig this song. I think it's fun and funky. It's not quite as good as songs like Decadent Dance, but it's close. And I think Lenny Kravitz could do an excellent version of this. Uh -huh. Well, I already, I already said this, but in my notes, I said this band goes from an album about sex and pornography to an album about war and politics and religion. A total 180, that ha and you said this, has some balls there. This song has such a killer groove that the Chili Peppers would die to copy these grooves are just so killer. Another great song here. And that's the thing that I want to say before. I'm sorry, I don't, I don't mean to interject, but this this album, the, lyrically, this album is so much better than Pornography. I mean, if you listen to Pornography... Yeah, some of the songs are good, but god dang, their lyrics are so stupid, man. I mean, seriously? I mean, come on. They're just... Am I right or wrong? On the lyrically, I'm still not going to change my comments, but you can try. <laughs> <laughs> some of the songs, lyrically, some of the songs on pornography were stupid, but the songs were good, okay? But the, lyrically, god, I'm like, what the... Really? <laughs> but... You can tell from pornography to this album, 
Yuri Sharon and Nuno matured dramatically. It's like, we have a statement to make, and we have an agenda, or whatnot. Whatever it may be, they were trying to say something. They just were. I, I like it. I like it. I love it. Yeah, it's really They were cool. just trying had, to say something. They had balls, man. I Go do like yes. they did that. They had balls because I they weren't like trying that to... they have the conviction to do it. Right. They weren't trying to cater to what was going on at the time. It's like, oh, well, we just wrote more than words, so we have to write another one. Well, no, they did not do that. <laughs> they went completely against the grain in that sense. Like, wow. Something that succeeded mm -hmm. so well for you guys, you completely went against the grain on it. Wow, you, you're getting really political in this album. Which, this album definitely has a lot of political stuff in it, so... Yeah. <laughs> Alright, and then we get to the next song, Color Me Blind. What'd you think about this one, Chris? Uh, this one, I, I don't hate, but just not... Uh, I don't want to say... It's just... When you get the first three getting so kind of rocking in a way, and you, this one kind of, it kind of tones it down in a way. It takes it down a notch. I don't hate the song. I just, God, it just, it's just so hard when it comes down to um, the first three being so great in every way. And this one, for me, it just kind of went down one level. It's like, I know you're still, you're still kind of, kind of like taking on to that political thing. And they keep going through that, but I didn't like... I just didn't care for it. It wasn't my favorite. It, I don't hate it. I just don't care for it. What did you think about it, Lee? It's one of the best songs on the album. I really dig it. It's groove, and the lyrics are also pretty cool. Nice. It's a really good dance song with the right lady who can dance right to it. Hot job, really hot! <laughs> I think it has okay. great harmony vocals to start the song. It kicks into a killer groove. A song about race, I mean, uh, racism, it goes, picture a world without any color, you know. Why do we dream in black and white? It's freaking a great song. Bass is grooving, drums are on point with this song. I really fucking love it. It isn't my favorite on here, but it fucking still kicks ass. It keeps going with the, the, the thing on here. I don't I don't think it's a bad song. So, But you know what? I'm glad that you two like it so much because that tells me that I definitely see it from a different perspective. So I, I that's what oh. I love about you guys. That's what I love about you guys. <laughs> you guys see things. You're the only one who who appreciates my bitchiness. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Your bitchiness. And 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 that's and that's what I like about you because you're 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 also with your conviction. I might not totally agree with what you're saying but you're coming on it like how i would so yeah, i say cool I, I, I appreciate that man that's cool man I, i'm glad that we see differently on that because i don't think it's a bad song i just it's just not one like eh, it just didn't hit me i'm like okay this is not the one that really oh yeah me. okay and then we get into the next track which lee picked cupid's dead so here's cupid's dead on the freeform rock podcast
story tonight is a crime, passion, victim. An unidentified man was found in bed wearing only a tiger, holding a bow and arrow in one hand and clutching a letter in the other. The letter simply read, Cupid's dead. Okay, that was Cupid's Dead on the Freeform Rock Podcast. Why'd you pick that track, Lee? Oh, I love this song. It's one of the best songs on the album. The way it jams and grooves. Hot damn. Wow. What'd you think about it, Chris? I love this song. I think that this is a a good song to um, showcase Nuno doing some of his spectacular guitar work you know 
And like I said, I've said this probably before. He's underrated um, because he plays in the band Extreme. He gets overlooked. This guy is phenomenal. He just—it's a great song. It's a—it's a nice up-tempo song without being. Um, it's not a commercial song in any way. It's just nice up-tempo song that everybody could enjoy. In my opinion, I'm like you could just listen to songs like, "Hey, that's a good song. I like it, man. I dig it." That's all. It's like, hey, this is good. Like it. Yeah, I hear all these hardcore metal fans go, man, people need to do their own thing. People need to be metal. People need to do this. This Not, band does their own thing, and they get they shit do. on for it. <laughs> dude, I know, dude. They do. They do their own thing, and they get crap. You know why that is? Because they get classified as fucking poison and shit, okay? And, not, <laughs> and hey, okay, let's just get this out there. Yes, I do like poison. Sorry, Lee. Right on. <laughs> I like um, uh, sorry, I'll, Lee. I'll, I'll, I'll be, I'll be, I'll, I'll be quiet this once. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I already know. I already know. I have shit. I will admit. Hey, I hey, do think that the not, unplugged. It's not. It's not. I think that Joe, their okay. unplugged. That their unplugged show was one of the best unplugged shows. I thought okay. they actually, I thought were really good on Unplugged on MTV. Okay, like, I like, I, I love bands like Poison and shit. Poison, Slaughter, Warrant, you know. I Slaughter. love all those bands. Uh, I, I like that shit. I love them with Robert part. Mason also. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm like, I grew up on that shit. That that was my era. Okay, of bands. I don't like Bon Jovi. Sorry, Mark. Nah. Cool. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Not gonna happen ever. But <laughs> I heard that that was my era. But this is MTV what and I was like, they didn't get better. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, they got way worse. <laughs> oh, wow. I'll I'll say this: Bon Jovi, their first album with like Runaway or whatever that shit was on there. Yeah, that was pretty good. Oh, I, I didn't like it. <laughs> I think seventy eight hundred uh, Fahrenheit's their best album. That's <laughs> just me. Silent I Night? think the best yeah, album is the Night. one that I don't know. <laughs> the new one. <laughs> All right. Oh, oh, God. Yeah. Dude, I don't care. <laughs> uh, do you like the new one? I like the song so far. Uh, I like the last album. This house uh, is not for sale. Shit. Mark. Yeah, Mark. whatever. I, I, I just like John's voice, okay? I, I can't help it. I like his voice. It's, it's all cool. It's all cool. All right, well, let, let me get my review of Cupid's Dead. All right, go ahead. It's a killer funky drum beat to start a killer rhythm guitar. This song is just ear-fucking-candy. Perfect song. Killer break with riffs galore. Love this song. And freaking another thing I need to say about people always bitch about this event. People say I should like Extreme because Nuno is fucking awesome guitar player. Well, fuck Extreme. Fuck Gary Sharon. <laughs> That's all. I hear that shit, too, you know? Fuck Gary Sharon. Who says that, man? A rock and combat metal podcast. <laughs> I love you guys. I love you, Ian. I love you, Rob. I love you both, but seriously, <laughs> Gary Sharon is a fucking phenomenal singer. I don't give a... Okay, people, uh, don't listen <laughs> to what everybody else says. Extreme is not... A hair metal band. They are not a hair metal band. I don't care how you classify them. They're not a hair metal band. They are far better, far more talented than that. 
Yeah, Please I, give them a chance. I just, just remember give them, them a bagging on, on Extreme so much because freaking Ian goes, well, people say I should listen to them because of Nuno. Fuck that band. Fuck Gary Sharon. Fuck him in Van Halen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Ralph Gary is Sharon, fucking no. his movements on stage. I just can't get into that. He's fucking weird. Ian, <laughs> Ian, Ian, Wadley, if you're listening, I love you, bro. I love you, man. But don't hate Extreme because... Gary Sharon was in Van Halen. <laughs> it's not Gary Sharon's fault. This is all Eddie Van Halen. This was his choice, his decision. He made all those choices. Please hate him for it. <laughs> it's not Gary Sharon's fault. Gary Sharon is a fucking phenomenal singer. This guy has a voice range that Sammy Hagar could not do himself, okay? So, please... This guy is incredible, man. Incredible. <laughs> yeah, he is. My, I, I, love you, I love you guys. I'm not bagging on you. I'm just giving what you guys said on this show. What I hear from a lot, just not you guys, I hear from a lot of people who hate Extreme, what their reasoning is for hating it. People say I should like them because of Nuno. You should like them because of Nuno. If you don't like Gary, listen to the guitar playing. Fucking Flight of the Bumblebee is amazing. <laughs> Extreme gets shit on unjustly. I just think they—they they are far more talented than what their songs. Okay, don't think about the songs that got released on the radio. Get rid of them. Don't Deep listen to them. <laughs> right. L listen to the other tracks. Okay. If you listen to the other tracks, you'll understand. Yeah. Well, let's get to the next track, which you picked, Chris, which ends the first yours side, which is Peacemaker Die. So here's Peacemaker Die on the Freeform Rock Podcast. Think the world can be black, white and two.
with this faith, we will be able to achieve this new day. When all of God's children, black men and white men, Jews and Gentiles, Protestants and Catholics, will be able to join hands and sing with the Negroes in the spiritual That was Peacemaker Die. Why'd you pick that track, Chris? I like this song because, again, we're going to political stuff. I mean, obviously, this is this album has completely gone political, which is different in that time period. I think to go that political, boy, that was that was ballsy. I mean, when you got grunge coming in at that point, and you know. Everybody being depressed and just wanting to shoot themselves and life sucks. Because that's basically what it was at that point. And I, I'll be honest, I hated grunge. Yeah, hey, I, um, liked, I liked Alice in Chains, Pearl Jam, and uh, some Nirvana. Yeah, and, I, and I liked Garden. Alice in Chains. I did like Alice in Chains. But, you know, Extreme was at a point... They were in a period in that point where they were competing with grunge. Okay, So they were trying to compete with things that were completely different. So they were trying to tackle, this is just the maturity, in my opinion, from pornography to three sides, they matured greatly, you know, it's like, okay, and pornography, you know, some of the lyrics were pretty dumb, and eh, pretty stupid, you know, he mean, to women hater shit, and, uh, well, I'm president, oh uh, yeah, great, great <laughs> songs, and, and I love that album. And I have it on vinyl, too, so I love it. But it's just, the lyrics were dumb, mm. in my opinion. But this I album... I thought they were pretty clever myself, so... <laughs> okay, well, and, and dude, I totally respect that. I totally do. I just, it's like, oh, man, it just sounds like it was of the time to me. But they tried to change that with this album. It's like, we're going to get into a new direction. <laughs> well, this to me, this album is like this. You're either going to really hate it or really like it. So either the people that loved more than words are going to be completely pissed off, or the people that didn't care for more than words are going to really love it. Yeah, all the women left like skipped yes, the second album. Exactly. Left on that one too. <laughs> yeah, it was one of the two. Either the yeah. people that loved more than words were going to really hate this album, or the people that did not like more than words were going to be like. Okay, well, I like this more. I like this album more. You're you're talking more real, and I like that. I respect that. So this was a great great song. Talked about um shit. Honestly, it. I think why I like this song so much more now is because I think it talks more about what's going on now. I love that um 
little um <laughs> they inserted that thing with Martin Luther King that little speech god damn dude that speech he gives I'm, I'm gonna tell you right now to this day that speech that Martin Luther King gives is one of the best speeches I've ever heard in my life one of the best speeches that gives me chills still to this day I love the fact that they interpreted that into that song and that to me tells me that they knew at that point what was going on what was happening how things were changing they were already ahead of the game they knew it's like we got to get shit straight man things are going things are wrong we, let's just get it right and they were trying to get that the songs like hey you know hey come on man let's not hate each other who gives a shit who's who or who's what what the fuck does that matter it was that type of thing to me that's how i felt and that's how I feel about this song. It's like, God dang, man. Do we have to hate each other all the time? What's the point? What does that prove? doesn't prove anything to me. But this song means a lot. I think they were way ahead of the game in this. They were way, way ahead of themselves. And they just... It was uh, right place, wrong time. Yeah, gr fuck grunge. Even though I like three groups. <laughs> yep. yep. It's like, I still love Pearl Jam to this day, and I still love no, Soundgarden. Dude, I love Alice Pearl Jam. I love Soundgarden. I love Alice in Chains, especially Alice in Chains. Yeah, okay. they were more metal. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, but I love all those groups. But Extreme fell into the category of. They fell into the category of Poison and Slaughter and all those other groups and Warrant. But they weren't really like that. Hey, but they Slaughter, just Slaughter was like actually really intelligent. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, maybe stick it to you, but albums after that album, man, it was like, it was like Mark Slaughter's a genius. <laughs> um, like uh, shit. I've got that. I've got that. No, I'll give you with Slaughter. I love Slaughter. I do. Mark Slaughter's solo albums are freaking no. killer too. Yeah. And he even did the theme to the Eddie Trunk podcast. He plays all the instruments on that, the guitar riffing and everything. That guy could play, man. Um, and I don't knock I don't knock anybody from the eighties because <laughs> I'm gonna be honest, I love the eighties. I love poison, I love warrant, I love slaughter, I love docking, I love all that shit. Because that's where I grew up. That when I was a teenager, that's what I listened to. Yeah, so striper. <laughs> yeah, Striper. I mean, I listen to that shit. So to knock it, I'm not gonna knock it because that's what I was listening to. And Lee's going. What about 1973? <laughs> <laughs> well, 72 Pink Floyd or yeah. Led Zeppelin or you yeah, know, I know the Who. Fuck, I love Who. I had a Who shirt. I had a Who shirt on today. I had two people within ten minutes comment me on. You like the Who? I'm like, yeah, I love the Who. <laughs> I'm a big Who fan. I love the Who. That's cool, man. But, I love the Who too. I just saw them at the Hollywood Bowl a couple months ago. They they really they're still good, <laughs> even with the uh, two original members and the drummer from and uh, what's his name's son, uh, uh, Ringo Starr's son, really kicks ass on drums. Um, but the thing is, you can you could like Bon Jovi or I could like Slaughter. But that doesn't mean I don't like the Who. It doesn't mean I don't appreciate what that music is. Okay. 
So, if you want to knock me for liking Bon Jovi or Poison or whatnot, so be it. I don't care. Nah, music, music, music's subjective, man. You can like what you want. You can like yeah. Britney Spears. I'd probably laugh at you behind your back. But... Uh, <laughs> okay. That's I, one I thing I can't lie. get around. <laughs> I, I ain't gonna lie. I, I judge you with that one, Mick. Okay. All right. Now we're stretching it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but I do understand what you're saying. I'm just saying... If you like Poison, if you like Bon Jovi, it doesn't matter. I don't care. If you, if you like Van Hagar, I don't care. I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. I don't have to like it. I just, no, you don't. <laughs> I just have to respect the fact that, hey, you like this, I don't, so be it. That's what it, it is what it is. Man. All right, man. Let's get, let's see. I need to give my opinion on this song. I said, they just kill on this album with the openings of these songs. So rhythmic, drums are so good. Nuno's grinding, funky riffs. Gary's voice is so strong. The break in the song is so cool with them playing in the background going dun 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 dun, dun, dun. With MLK with the speech, they added music to it. And it makes yeah. the speech so much powerful with that grinding yeah, yeah. guitar and the drums. Yeah. Grinding behind freaking... Yeah. Freaking uh, MLK, and then freaking Gary Sharon comes right out of the ring, going "Peacemaker die." I don't know why. It's like fucking so powerful song, man. This song rules. I fucking love it, and the lead, the lead that Nuno does is just so amazing. It's a great song, man. I would have picked the song if you guys didn't pick it. I did pick a song you guys didn't pick because. I love that another song. We're we're not up to it yet, but I picked a song. Yeah. So there's five songs we're playing I, on this album. I totally today. agree, man. I mean, totally agree. Yeah, and then we get to the next track, <laughs> which is on the second side. Okay, go ahead. I, what I thought, I about Peacemaker Die. I thought there's parts of this song I like, and other parts I don't. The general message I do dig, but some of the music seems poser and a little too emo for me in parts. I do like Nuno's solo. It's awesome, but I'd say I only like some of the song, not all of it. Alright, that's cool, Lee. And then we get to the second side. We flip this over to the mine side, and we start out with Seven Sundays. What would you think of this one, uh, Chris? Uh, I'll be honest. I do not like this song at all. I don't. I think this is where... This is where I have a problem with the album. And then people that don't know the album... This album is divided up into three sides. Now, the first side, most of the songs, well, all the songs on the first side are pretty rocking, pretty, you know, upbeat. Then you get to the second side, and it kind of takes it down a little bit, and they all kind of go down to where it's a little more slower, a little more ballady in a way, and I just don't like that. I don't like the fact that they take it down to that level it's like i don't mind if you like put it in between things but when you take a whole side and kind of take it down to that level god man i have a problem with this it's like uh but i don't hate the song i it's not because i think it's bad it's because holy crap man this just starts what what's coming next in, in a way I guess. It's like, I know what's coming next, so it's like, uh, and I'm just not looking forward to what's coming next, because I already know. It's like, I don't want that. I don't want to, I like an <laughs> album to have a little bit of, I like it to be 
little more variety in a sense to where I, I have to go back and forth. I don't mind that. If it goes back and forth, fine. But I don't want one thing, one side being this and then the other side being that because it just takes away from the whole tone of the album to me. What'd you think I, about it, Lee? Yeah, um, oddly enough, I like this song. It has a bizarre <laughs> Randy Newman vibe to it, but it also has an eccentric Elton John ballad vibe also, but better than Elton ballads. It is not a bad song at all. I really like it. <laughs> it's I, it's I, not a bad song. I honestly would not have guessed that. Holy shit. But you know what? I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad I am the one that's in the minority in this. No, you're not. <laughs> I think this song ruins the whole group to this album, and it bores me. <laughs> really? Okay, yeah, well, then. This cool. is a song I actually try to skip. <laughs> uh, well, then. Alright, well, then I'm not. It's the only well, one I kind of skip. No. <laughs> I understand what Lee's coming from. I, I do. I do. Yeah. Agree with 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 well, Lee, Lee's smarter than us. Lee's smarter than us. He he yeah. likes stuff we don't like that we don't get because yeah. he's got that he's got that IQ that we don't have. Like here we go, loop de loop. Yeah, exactly. Twinkle, twinkle little star. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what we like, and you like the like twinkle twinkle. No, that's what star. I like. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just like it when, when something takes you off to a certain point. I just like to continue that point, but when you take it down really quickly, God, that's hard, man. For me, that's like, I, eh, I think it's hard for me to come down to that point. I think they should have started it with Tragic Comic and then Seven yes. Sundays right after it. Yes, it would have been I, a little bit better. Be the, when you turn the record yes. over, it changes like that. It's like weird. I do agree with you. Very weird. It's weird. But I, I understand why they did it because you're talking about three sides to every story. So you got I, yours, mine, I, and the truth. So they're talking about three sides, three different versions of what's going on. I do so agree. I get it. I get it, but it just doesn't work for me. I was just going to say I do agree with you, Chris. When it comes to that, I do agree that it should be a little more mixed. So I'm officially saying that yes, that's one problem that I had with the album. Alright, uh, cool. let's get to the next track, which uh, Chris picked, Tragic Comic. So here's Tragic Comic on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
Okay, that was Tragic Comic. Why'd you pick that track, Lee? Uh, not Lee, I mean Chris. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually like this song. I mean, I know that it starts off with the second side being very mellow and stuff, and I did not like the first one, obviously, but this one was... I don't know. I think it's the, the acoustic guitar with Nuno and um, Gary Sharon's vocals. I think it's just the lyrics. I think uh, he's just talking about I don't know what comic is supposed to mean in a way, but we're all tragic in a way. I guess it's what I'm trying to look at it as. We're, we're all tragic in a way. I don't know what comic is supposed to mean. You know, I can't always decipher what what the words really mean, so I'm not going to try to pretend that. But I love the song. I love the beat. I love the acoustics of it. You know, again... He's just playing an, an acoustic guitar. It's so underrated. This guy is so so underrated in every way. It's like... Everybody talks about Eddie Van Halen or, you know, Tony Iommi or whatever. It's like, and I love both those guys. And they're gods in my mind. Gods. But Nuno Betancourt... Is such a great guitarist. He can play on acoustic just as well as electric. And he shows it in this song. Just a simple acoustic song he plays, strums some chords, but makes it easy and it works. It's a great song, beautifully written. Um, Gary Sharon does great vocals, you know, just simple, not screaming, not yelling, not anything, just. Hey, I'm just gonna sing. That's it. He does it well. What did you think about it, Lee? I, um, actually, can I go to the restroom first? And, and yeah, because okay. um, this is a pretty good song. Cool song, even though it's acoustic. I could also imagine it sounding good electric, but it's a good funky blues-oriented type of song, and I think it's really neat. Yeah, it's got a killer bass riff to start the song, acoustic and freaking. I love how they they blend. Their voices just blend into one. It's just like they yeah. have like one of the. They're like the Beach Boys yep. of of the eighties yep. and nineties. They yep. just know how to blend their vocals together. Yep. I totally agree with you, Mark. I think that Nuno and Garrison, um, you get people that harmonize together well. You get. They just, they're one of those people like, um, you get like Lane Staley and um, Gary Cantrell. Or, Jerry Cantrell. Sorry, <laughs> Jerry Cantrell, yeah. sorry. Jerry Cantrell, they they know how to harmonize together and they have figured out how to do it right. So they know how to harmonize correctly to where it works because one doesn't work well without the other, in a sense. Yeah, when you hear Gary with Hurt Smile or uh, Tribe of Judah, you don't have that that uh, Nuno background vocals in it. It just sounds weird without him, even with yep. Van Halen. But he did sound yep. good with Michael Anthony. So uh, he, Gary could just blend with anybody, and so can Nuno. Yep. It's just freaking awesome the way um, they, they just, just like 
or one two punch man i love it um and then we get to the next song which is our father what do you think about this one lee this isn't bad it certainly isn't one of their best songs but it has a rocking edge i can appreciate and i don't hate it it's middle of the road for me but it has its cool moments what do you think about it chris I don't dislike the song. I just think that I think this is where the album starts to falter in a way because now we've we've divided it into two separate sides, which I understand why they did. But it's like I don't want to hear a side of really good rocking songs, and then we start playing a lot of a little bit slower tempo songs. It's like I don't. I like a mix. It's just me. It, I like a mix. It's like, okay, well, let's... I get it. I understand. It's not bad. I, I like the song. I don't want to hear that many of them in a row. I would rather hear something a little more upbeat at this point and change it up. But the song itself is good. I think the song itself is good. I just think the way where it's placed... It hurts the I, I love this song. I think it's killer with the background vocals again. And I just love how they just go, Ah, father. You know, it, it's like talking about like their dad and shit and how he helped them do stuff. And I, I don't know. I never had a dad, so it's freaking a cool song to me. I, I like it. I think the album is freaking, I think it's just, it's just different. It gives me the background harmonies and everything on this side of the album, and I think it's really cool. No, I cannot disagree with you at all. I don't, I don't disagree with you at all. I think the way that Extreme did this album with three sides to every story, I think they did it right. I just think that because the way they did it, it probably prohibited it from being as successful as it should have been that's just me that's just yeah. me because yeah. you know you're talking about listening to one side is kind of really hard rocking and then you get to another side it's really down tempo you don't want to you don't want to go through that the entire side that's just me what did you think about it lee did i already we already asked you right <laughs> yeah all right, yeah. then we get to the next song, Stop the World. What'd you think about this one, Lee? If Lenny Kravitz did the song, I could see it working, even though I think it was a filler tune and I wouldn't like it. For Extreme to do it, I think it's even worse. I could see it being better with a different arrangement or something, but as it is, I think they're going off on a tangent that isn't what I like from them. Oh, sure. What did you think about it, Chris? Wow, I, I love this song. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I love this song. And this is the thing that, with the second side of this whole CD or album or whatever you want to call it, I love this song. I think that um, this is probably one of the best, if you want to call it a ballad, this is one of the best ballads Extreme ever did. I think this is one of the best ballads they ever did. I think that, you know, I think it speaks because, you know, people at that point in time, I don't know, and probably even now, stop the world, I just want to get off, because people are just tired of all the dumb shit, in a way. 
stop the world, I just want to get off, you know, it's like, I, fuck, I feel like that all the time, like, stop the world, please, I just want to get off, yep. it's just hard, you know, it's like, god dang, man, there's so much shit going on right now, how do I, I'm tired of dealing with it, that's how, that song to me speaks volumes today, it just does, even in this day and age, it just speaks volumes, now, I will say this, the solo that Nuno does in between is fucking horrible. I hate it. I think it's lifeless. I don't know what he was doing. This doesn't sound... I just don't like the solo between... That's the only thing about the song I don't like. I just don't like the solo. But other than that, I love the song. I absolutely love the song. I'll um, trade you, I'll give you Stop the World, and you can give me Seven Sundays. Have <laughs> <laughs> okay. we gotten Seven Sundays yet? Yeah, we already did Seven Sundays. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying that, that, that I, uh, yeah, I, I, I can take the song you don't oh. like, that was and, and I'll give that you was the a song, song that I we don't. didn't like and Lee liked. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I hate Seven Sundays. <laughs> I, I agree with you, Chris. This is a great song. I do like Nuno's lead. I think it's different. I think it's cool. And I just like the ear candy background vocals again. Freaking where you go, stop the world. I want to get up. You know, it does hit yep. hard, those yep. lyrics. And it's yep. like, I'm at work. And I go, stop powerful. this job. I want to leave. Yep. 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 <laughs> Can yeah, I just pause and just walk out now? <laughs> this is where I think people need to understand. Like, if you listen to Poison or whatnot, and don't. Don't take offense because I said poison. I like poison, okay? I want to see whether I like poison. I have, you know, I've got, you know, look up the cat dark Jan and open say ah on fucking vinyl. I, I like poison. But this band is way more than that. They are so much better than that. But the only problem is they're only known for more than words. And they should be known for more than that. Yeah, that's so true. And then we get to the next song, uh, God Isn't Dead. What do you think about that, Lee? Philly tune that I didn't dig. What do you think about it, Chris? I really like this song. I think that um, it's not just, it's not political. I think this is more, obviously, this is more religious. And I think this is where Gary really starts to stretch out with his lyrics and um, try to make people think a little bit more. Uh, I think when I first heard this song, it's was like, please tell me God isn't dead. It's like, okay, well, what does he really mean by that? And like, what does he mean God isn't dead? And like, is God even alive? That type of thing. I didn't know. I'm like, I don't know what he's saying. But, I think she, he's just trying to question people, like, do you even believe in it anymore, or is it just something that people are just going about their daily lives, and it doesn't matter anymore. It's like, it doesn't matter about religion or anything, you just think God's dead. God doesn't exist, whatnot. That's what I get from it. I do love the song. I think it's a a beautiful song. I just think the lyrics are a little bit touchy in a way, and that's it. 
Yeah, I think this is their um, their uh, tribute to Queen. It's really Queenish. Yeah. I like it. I like the lyrics. I like the his vocal tone on this. Yeah. It's a cool short break that goes into the next track, which is "Don't Leave Me Alone." What did you think about this one, Lee? Um, don't leave me alone. I, 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 I don't know. Um, that that song that was yeah. on my thing. Yeah, I got it. I got honestly. I don't know that one. Probably kind of like it. Yeah, you guys don't know it. Wow. No, it's not on my version. So I don't know what you don't have that version, Lee. I, I I didn't think that that was on the album. No, yeah, it, there's 15 songs on this album. This is I well. I do not I do not I do not know that version. So the problem is I don't know that song, so I cannot judge it in any way. I think that from what I remember, from what I remember, I think that I, when I had it back in the day, okay, I think that I felt about it that I thought it was maybe a little bit better than Rise and Shine. But only a little bit. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, don't leave me alone. Let me see what. Don't leave me alone. Oh, it's available. I mean, better than God isn't dead. It's Sorry, available on. exclusively on vinyl and cassette editions of the album, as well as extra graffiti co compilation on three CD tragic comic single, "Stop the World." But I have it on my CD, so I don't I've, know. Now I do not have that song. I do. It's a Nuno no, sings a lot on this song. I would, with a, I would love to hear it at this with, point. With, I mean, I'd love to hear it. I'll find it on YouTube and send it to you. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, congratulations for stooping me. You finally did it. <laughs> it has... It, I said Nuno shines on vocals and it's total queen love here. Rules love the orchestral, orchestral movements of the song. Really good. This song is like a uh, let's see. Wake up in the morning, this sunshine. Well, uh, you know, I, I just—it's a cool song. I think I mixed up a little bit of the other song with that, but it's a really cool song. I like it. And then we get to the third vinyl, the third side, which is the truth, and we start with uh, everything under the sun. One rise and shine. What'd you think of this one, Chris? I like this song, man. I mean, it starts off the the last side. Um, in a good way. It's not. It's not too slow. It's not too fast. It's like we're taking you to the next step. Um, because uh, I like songs from the second side. Mine, which is the way it's categorized. I do like some songs from it, but my problem with this whole one is this: it's just not cohesive. Um, I know, I understand why they did it the way they did. I just don't, can, I don't really like the way they did it. It's like, okay, I don't, I don't, want... don't leave me alone on my, my version either. It's on my vinyl, but on my, oh. <laughs> on my CD. I have the version either. with pepper, I have the version with peppermint candy. <laughs> so, well, I was wrong. So that what I just I'm said kidding. was everything about was there, was rise and shine. That you know, Nuno shines on the vocals on that one, the orchestral movement. So that was my review of that one. Don't leave me alone. I don't have uh, only on my vinyl version, so oh. I can't give you a review on that one either. Well, I'll I don't, I don't know that version at all. So yeah. I don't. I don't I know that on vinyl. I can't <laughs> give you. A, I cannot give you a version of that. I don't even know that song because it so. says it's on the vinyl and cassette editions. I have the vinyl. <laughs> so I can you, listen to but it. is it on there? Uh, let me. 
God, where is it? Is it on? Hold on one second. Okay. Okay, I got my vinyl right here. Let me see. Yeah, don't leave me alone. Side three. Really? Side number four. Dude, I don't. I don't have that version. Do you have it, Lee? I haven't even heard of that song. Uh, well, <laughs> either. Maybe funny. back when okay. I had the CD about about twenty years ago, maybe, but but not. I but I didn't remember it now. Okay, now I'm gonna have to listen. I listened to the spinal the other day, and I didn't even notice that was an extra <laughs> song. Fuck, I suck. Oh, fuck. <laughs> That sucks, man. Well, I already gave you my, I, I, my review wanna, of everything under no, the sun. No, no, I want to hear that song. It's like, I want to hear this. I want to hear this song because I want to be able to judge it. I don't worry, but... No, but it's a, I no, have the vinyl, good. so I do have the, that version. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that you do, don't, I just don't have, I don't have that version. I was just listening to my CD version on my iPhone that I put on there, so, uh, it doesn't have it on the CD. <laughs> uh-huh. And it's a five-minute song, so now I want to go back and listen to the vinyl. <laughs> oh, shit, man. I did, I did not have that version. All right, so what did you think of Everything Under the Sun, Rise and Shine, Lee? Because I already said that for Don't Be um, Yeah. This song does nothing for me. I think it's complete filler. I wish I could say more about it other than the first few seconds were okay. But beyond that, my comments would be filler, so I'm stopping there. All right, man. So then we get to the next song, Everything Under the Sun 2, Am I Ever Gonna Change? And I picked this track. So here's Am I Ever Gonna Change on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
That was Am I Ever Gonna Change? What did you think of that one, uh, Chris? I love this song. I absolutely love this song. This is probably one of the most rockin' songs on this album, in my opinion. Um, like I said, Gary Sharon and his vocals. This guy is so underrated. So underrated. In every way, in that I think a lot of people look at him because he was in Van Halen and they were judging him on that. People don't know him, don't know him. Okay, you know, you know him because of the other bands he's been in, like even Tribe of Judah. Like, if people have not heard Gary Sharon, I'll tell you right now, if you want to listen to something that's different, Listen to Tribe of Judah. Oh, God, yeah, I guarantee you. Album, Exit Elvis. Yeah, oh, God. Exit Elvis, 
I'm gonna tell you right now. I have that on CD. You you will shit yourself because you're like, that's not Gary Sharon. Oh no, it's Gary Sharon. It's so different. It's like uh, there's like electronic and industrial in there in a way. But it's still rocks. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, dude. It's not it's nine so... inch nails. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not nine inch nails, but God, it's so good. It's like so good. It's like this guy has. This, this was so good that I'm literally, I would not have known it was him had I already known prior to that that it was him. If I just heard it, if someone told me, oh, well, that's Gary Sharon, I'm like, really? I wouldn't have known that because it did not sound like him. But I'm telling you right now, Gary Sharon is one of the most underrated vocalists there is. Underrated. So... I totally to hate this agree. Guy. I can't yep. wait to hear the new Extreme album. Yeah, yep. Looking forward to it. So to hate this guy on any other reason, it's just wrong. Don't hate him for anything other than the fact that Eddie Van Halen decided to do this. That was his choice. So hate Eddie, please, please, I beg you. But this is a great song. This is. I'll be honest. This is how I wish the album would have ended. <laughs> I love this song. What'd you think about it, Lee? I like some of this song. It's sort of like a country and metal hybrid, which I think is interesting. Some of the song sounds like it could have been improved, like Extreme had a blueprint for a really good song, and they didn't amp it up as much as they could have, but it's still alright. It's not a bad song. Yeah, this is my favorite track off the album. Crunchy riffs, how it goes after the first lyric with the orchestral man in the background, but vocals. Fuck this rule. So hard to explain how good this song is. You need to listen to it. And, oh, and Nuno is so underrated. Just listen to the song and you will know because when it's like in a big when he, before he goes into it's like don't 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 that freaking echo riff that he's doing right there and then it just goes into his leap i'm like going fuck that it's just so much ear candy so much going on in this song you just want to like fucking i played this song when it plays on my car i play it like six or six times i just keep listening to it i can't get enough of this song 100 percent agree mark but i like the fact that lee Dislikes it in a way. I, I totally, I love the fact that he does because I like the fact that I dislike it so sort of because <laughs> I don't like the lie. <laughs> no, seriously. I, I, mean, I do. I mean, the fact that you guys see things from a different perspective. God, I love it, man. I, I just love it. I love it. In fact, I wish I disliked it more. The only <laughs> thing that makes me upset at myself is, be, is that I didn't even bitch even more about it. <laughs> <laughs> you bitch enough. That's all right. Thank you, oh, thank cool. you. <laughs> and, and then we get on in, into the longest song on the album, "Everything Under the Sun." Three. Who cares? What'd you think about this one, Chris? Uh, wow. Okay, this is this is what I want to say about okay any band. Okay, if you're new or whatnot, this is the one thing I'm going to tell you to do: do not, under any circumstance. End your album on a fucking ballad. <laughs> I hate this fucking song. I hate it. I think that 
why in the... I mean, after all the shit that you've already given us, why in the hell would you want to end it on this? I'm like, I just don't understand. I don't understand. I hate this song. I don't like it in any way, shape, or form. I, you, do, you do not end your album on a ballad in a way. It's just, it's a slow, very slow down song. You don't end your album that way. People who listen to your album, it's like, you know, if I, if I listen to Judas Priest or Iron Maiden or whatnot, I, the last song I want to hear, I want it to be something that is just totally fucking rocking. Um, seriously, that's just me. I want it to be something that's rocking. I want it to be something like, I want to turn that goddamn record over and listen to it again. That's what I want. This is not a song. The reason why this song said, who cares? I understand why they said that. Because who fucking cares? I don't care about this song. I don't care at all. It sucks. It's a terrible song. Don't. Yes. Who cares? You you nailed it. The title was perfect. Who cares? <laughs> I don't like it. It is so awful. Don't end your album with this piece of shit. Uh, My what, opinion. What do you think about it, Lee? This is a very odd song to put as the last song on the album. I'm sure not a lot of people would even want to hear the whole thing. <laughs> I can't say I hate the whole thing, but I definitely don't like most of it. I do like Nuno's solo, and its Disney Broadway musical approach is definitely novel, and it rivals Gene Simmons' When You Wish Upon a Star, <laughs> even though it's about eight minutes longer, but I think they could have left this off the album. For me, it's like what Great Expectations was on Kiss's Destroyer. A song that wrecks an otherwise really good album. Uh, I thought it was cool because it wraps up the album and it, it hey. brings in elements from the other uh, songs. And hey. I like the orchestric mo movements. I think I'm a bigger queen than both of you because this is total queen. And I love it. Uh, Mark. Mark. Yeah. This is like a queen operatic <laughs> ending to an album. And it's freaking, I think I, li I like it. It's not the best song on the album, but it's not bad. You know, oh, hey, if I like Seven Sundays, you can like this. No, I'm sorry, I can't wait. Even Seven Sundays isn't as bad. This, this is to me. This is this is just not how you want to end. This is not how you want to end an album. I'm like, you don't want to end an album. It's a like concept this. album. It's gonna end. I like I know, and I totally get that. I totally do. I totally get this is a concept. I'm. It's following a pattern there, and I totally get it. But the problem is. When you end it like this, it's like, really? This is the <laughs> end? It's like, uh, holy shit, man. I'm like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to take everything else that you've told me through this entire album, and you end it like this. It's like, shit, man. I just, <laughs> hell, how do I do, how do I do that? How do I do that? <laughs> All right, man. That was. But a, I respect it. <laughs> that was a review of uh, Extreme Three Sides to this to every story, and uh, this album only sold seventy thousand copies in its uh, initial run. I don't know what it's up to Criminal. now compared Criminal. to like two million from the album before that. Yeah. Criminal. Um, it's kind of grungy. Grunge well, like it's, killed it. It's a different album. Okay, yeah. this is the. Okay, the people that bought. Pornography, 
all the women that want more words. Okay, they didn't give a shit about the next album because it didn't have more than words on it. And it's just like a freaking. They had stuff that was worse. They had seven Sundays and who cares? Seven Sundays. I don't know. I definitely don't like who cares. If you guys listen, how clear the cop cares about who cares? The interesting thing is, there's three sides to the album. Three yeah. concepts and three people reviewing it. So hey, it's all stories. Mark, Lee, and Chris. There's three sides <laughs> to every story. Yeah. Right on. Mark, <laughs> Lee, and Chris. We have three sides here. And uh, I think the front. way this album was recorded was amazing with Bob Ludwig oh. mastering it. it. It's just the orchestrations that they had on it through yep. most of the songs. There was orchestras playing through it. Yeah, it's a lot of violins and yeah. stuff. There's a lot of violins on this album. Nuno and did orchestrations. That. He did yeah. the Hammond organ. He did yeah. percussion. He, he piano. He produced. Yep. He vocals. Yep. But Nuno's just a fucking genius on this yeah. album. Yeah, I agree 100%. Yeah, so let's let's get into our... Uh, let's end this. This is a long podcast, man. Sorry. This is longer than the Tommy Shaw. <laughs> uh, which, which is one of our best freaking podcasts. We got a lot of freaking... Uh, uh, downloads on that one. We should do another like the best songs of Dynasty Young, right? <laughs> oh, I like sticks. I love sticks. Well, we can only have to get into oh, the Dynasty Young solo. Uh, except yeah. for the hundred years from now was really good. And I I can't wait to listen to his uh, two new solo albums that he's going to end his career with. So that's that's going to be really good. Uh, but if Desert Moon was trash. Okay, let's get into uh, our tracks of the week and. Chris, you picked By Tour and the Snow Dog by Rush as a tribute to Neil Peart. Yeah. I... Man. You... you. I mean, we've been friends on Facebook, so you know that I'm a, I'm a Rush fan. I, I love Rush. It's my favorite band of all time. Me I'm too. not going to deny that. <laughs> it just is. I mean, of all the bands. And when he passed, god damn, man, it hurt it hit me so hard. Um, I don't know. This was this was the first album that he played on, so I just want to pick a song that I thought was significant as far as Neil Peart. And um, this is really for everybody that's listening. This is my tribute to Neil Peart. I I love him. I respect him, and God, I'm going to miss him. This is my tribute to Neil Peart. I hope that wherever you're at, you're resting in peace, man. God bless you, and you've given me so much. Yeah, and then I picked uh, Gary Sharon, Hurt Smile, Stillborn. <laughs> uh, <laughs> freaking love that song. And then you picked Lee Chris Holmes, who <laughs> used to be in Wasp, Born Will yeah. Die, which is a pretty interesting song, and I thought it was yeah. pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. So, uh, did you guys? Ever I had no reason why. Did I you guys just, ever um, watched it, the metal? It was my mood. <laughs> Chris I Holmes did. Drunk I, in the pool? I never saw him. Oh yeah, I saw with him in the pool. Yeah. Oh yeah, I watched that. Oh yeah. And his mom's beers. The old VHS video. Oh yeah, I watched it. I gotta get that on Blu-ray. They have it. Oh god, yeah, man. I still watch that. I've watched that. I just watched that recently, to be honest. 
I like that better than the punk one. <laughs> that one's the better one. Yeah, the punk one sounds. Well, I'm on the bands, so I'm yeah. on the bands. All right, and then we end it with, of course, with our Lee Gershman track. Gershman. Uh, Lee Gershman. Uh -huh. Lee Gershman. You're doing great, parentheses, on your own. Why, why did you uh, make that song, Lee? Oh, I just, um, I was um, doing stuff that there were people, I, well, it was part of, I was having friends um, give some ideas on, you know, songs that I would do. But that one was my idea, and 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 I just um, sometimes I write songs about like um, you want me to help you, but you're doing good on your own. Maybe with a little bit of a twist, like maybe I don't want to be bothered, you know, <laughs> kind of like that. So so it's kind of like also maybe kind of like maybe i don't know how to help you so you're doing good on your own even though you don't think you are so it's kind of a but i'm not sure if that's it but but i i just thought that it would be a nice change of pace to have that song yeah it is a pretty cool song i listened to it Lee. all Thank your you. songs are really interesting i just think you need a new singer uh, <laughs> I'm better than Chris Holmes. Oh, you are better than Chris Holmes, but that that's song was why I wanted to do that song. So then that way you wouldn't complain. <laughs> I never complain. Hey, I listen to all your stuff, Lee. Everybody like James West likes you. Chris likes oh, yeah. you. I like you. I know. Well, Doctor cool. Fuck loves you. Ian loves you, man. We just need. Yeah. Ian makes fun of your Cassie Ho. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But he's a Rhinon dude. All right, so here's our. Uh, before we go, we want to like to th thank you, Chris, for being on the show, man. This was really, yeah, cheers, really good. Chris, it's really cool thank to you. have you. Uh, you're cooler. You. You're a fan, and you're even cooler than the coolest fan. Thank yeah. you so much for you guys letting me come on here. I mean, seriously, I was. I'm like, I've been totally nervous about this whole thing, and I'm sorry if it did not go as a according to plan. Um. I'm not. What plan? Uh, we, we don't have a plan. We just get in here and drink. Well, Lee's not drinking, but I'm drinking. <laughs> yeah, but like Death Valley, you go on the road. Keep, and, keep in and mind, say I missed the house, and they go, "What house? It's a hundred miles of road." That's you why know? it's free, that's why it's free form. We don't have a plan. It just goes. Yeah, you guys are <laughs> somebody I listen to every day, every single day. Um, to me, you're talking about celebrities, okay? I'm like, I listen to many podcasts, but the two that I listen to the most are Hawkeye Medical Combat Podcast, Love You Ralph, Love You Ian, and you and Lee. I, I love listening to you guys. You guys yes. are so important to me. You don't think that you make a difference, but trust me, you do. Okay. I have on. Yeah, I, I appreciate what you guys do. It yeah. just, it matters to me. It just does to me. Whether I'm one person or not, it doesn't. To me, it matters, man. Okay. That's I awesome, love it, man. I love it. Thank you, man. Uh, 
Yeah, because I, I, I feel we don't get any love from all the other podcasts. I, I point I put it up on Facebook sometimes. I wish the other podcasts would share our episodes, you know, just to be a dick. But <laughs> yeah. They should, dude. They should. Yeah, they don't. They do, but I don't think they like us much, but they're cool guys. I, I like all those. I, like I know the they're, all, they're all. I like the Decibel Geek. Right. I, love, I love Ralph. I love all of them. I, I know I'm just fucking with them. They know it. They know I'm not being a dick. No, but, I, I yeah. love you guys, okay? Yeah. So whether you think that what you're doing is insignificant or not, okay? And I, like I said, Mark, it doesn't matter if it's 30 people or 300. It doesn't matter. If there are 30 people listening to you guys, there are 30 people taking the time out of their day to listen to you and say, hey, man, these guys <laughs> matter to me. I am one of those 30. Okay. Really cool. Yeah, we always thank our thirty fans. Thank you, man. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know what is I like said. I don't know what it is, but I I I care. It it matters to me, man. I just I have a lot going on in my life. I do. But yeah. listening to you too, it definitely helps. Definitely helps. So keep doing what you're thank doing. You. You're doing great. You're thank doing great. Right on. <laughs> All right. So yeah, we, like my song, you're doing great on your own. <laughs> but, 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 but I'm doing it with Mark, so it's Lee, you're cool. doing fantastic, man. Your fucking music is awesome. I love it. Yeah, love his, it. His music, his music's good. I always, I always bitch about he needs a vocalist because his well, lyrics are so damn good. You know? you know what? I don't, I don't bitch about <laughs> his vocals because this is the thing. I can't sing either. So why the fuck am I the one to? Per- well, either can I. I just go, no, eh, I can't eh, sing. Eh, eh. Yeah. It's at like least, a whining cow. At least Lee is going out there doing it. He's yeah, doing at least got, he's got good, balls he's like, extreme, like Extreme making this album, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. All right, man. Let's get awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's end, this, uh, let's end this podcast with our tracks of the week. Rush by Torn the Snow Dog. Hurt Smile Stillborn. Chris Holmes Born Work Die. And always our Lee Gershman track of the week. You're doing great on your own. Until next week, man. Say goodbye, Lee. Bye, everyone. Bye, Chris. See you, guys. All right. Bye, man.
I hope you will be around. I never thought you'd be away. You know. Just listen to the Freeform Rock Podcast. All music played on the Freeform Rock Podcast belongs to its owner. If you like it, go out and buy it. Get your music on Amazon, iTunes, or at your local record store. Support what you love. Support the artist by seeing them live. Purchase their music. The Freeform Rock Podcast is not affiliated with any of the artists or music that we play. Thank you for listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. Until next time, stay free and rock on.